Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Just drilled him with a right hand. It missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platbaum. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. I wish nothing but the best for you. Both. I know the version of me Is she perverted like me? Would she go down on you in a theater? Does she speak eloquently? And would she have your baby? I'm sure she'd make a really excellent mother joining you. Yes, that is Alanis Morissette from Ottawa. The Ottawa Senators are in town. This is Oilers now. Hey, what can I tell you? You know, Brendan Escott and myself, we're fans of a lot of different talents. And there's no question, Alanis is a very talented singer. Terrific voice. Uh, I always like that song, Unsent. Uh, and uh, very intra- tied to hockey. I believe at one time she dated uh, Mike Peluso, the former uh, Ottawa-born uh, hockey player, the enforcer in the National Hockey League. This is Oilers Now. Hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. we got a game night tonight down at Rogers Place. It is the Edmonton Oilers and the Ottawa Senators. We will tell you that Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. i got to tell you, uh, Brendan Escott's back in the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan, I haven't heard that song for a number of years, and I kind of forgot the lyrics in it. But uh, you know what? It's all good, right? We're in a new new age time and sharing and openness and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, And there was a time where she was one of the, uh, in terms of uh, talents, uh, one of the, well, certainly an unequivocal rising star and still a very uh, uh, talented singer. I don't think there's any debate about that. How are you doing, Brendan? Things are good here, Bob. Yeah, she's uh, she's edgy. That's how she made her name for herself. I did look for clean lyrics. That was as close as I could get, believe it or not. So apologies well, if any right. sensitive ears were affected. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm sure people have heard some of those words before, but uh, as long as they weren't one of the seven words George Carlin's, uh, you know, used to say you couldn't say on TV. By the way, we're now down to three of those words. I think uh, all good. This is Oilers now. We got a game night. We'll set it up, the Edmonton Oilers and the Ottawa Senators, momentarily. Um, we'll run some Ken Holland and Dave Tippett comments uh, in our Oilers Now audio vault. Uh, and we're going to split Ken Holland into two segments today because Ken did address some of the Mike Babcock-related uh, theme stuff uh, from Detroit. 
Um, and it's interesting uh, with Chris Chelios because Chelios basically merged about six years into two stories into one on the spit and chiclet. So uh, Ken was uh, sort of dealt with that a bit today. Uh, Ken Holland also gave us a little bit of insight into his thought process on midseason acquisitions. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, we do have a guy by the name of John Gabriel Pajot coming into town. I know we've talked a lot about Taylor Hall uh, ever since uh, Pierre Lebrun put out, uh, put out that Hall might be in play here. Uh, and also Ken Holland on Yes to Paul Yarvey. We'll get to that. We'll get to Dave Tippett. We'll get to Darnell Nurse. All that coming up in the first half hour of the show along with Reed Wilkins at 12.35 today from the NHL Network, uh, former NHL GM uh, longtime NHL agent Brian Lawton at 105. Fast becoming one of the most popular segments on the show, the Cult of Hockey's David Staples. And then we're leaving a window open because we've got a fluid situation with a potential guest in the final half hour as well. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion. Embers at River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors has more for your floor. We're on Twitter at Oiters now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. All right. Let's get to the game first of all. We will start there. Excuse me. It is Edmonton against Ottawa. These are the expected lineups for the Oilers. The Oilers are going to go with the same uh, forward line combinations. Connor McDavid with 13 goals, 28 points in his last 14 games, 12 points, 8 career games against the Senators with James Neal and Josh Archibald. Neal with 10 power play goals this season, 14 goals on the campaign. He had 7 last year in Calgary. Leon Dreisettle with 34 points in his last 18 games. He leads the NHL in even strength scoring with 32 points. He'll be if Jujar Kera and Sam Gagne. Riley Sheehan with Joachim Nygaard and Alex Chason. It'll be Gaetan Haas with Marcus Granlin and Patrick Russell. On defense, Darnell Nurse playing 22.54 per game with Ethan Bear. Oscar Clefbaum leading the NHL in time on ice at 25.47 with Adam Larson. Chris Russell with Joel Person, who was recalled yesterday after the uh, show after playing six games down in the minors. Oilers looking for a lefty-righty combination. Miko Koskinen starts in goal. He's 10-2-2 and two at 2.52 goals against average and a 9.21 save percentage. The Oilers just 3-5-2 and two against Ottawa in their last 10 games. They lost four. 4-3 here last March in overtime and a goal by Brady Kachuk. Edmonton comes in with a record of 17-9-3 and a combined 119.6 on the special teams. They lead the NHL on the power play with 32.5% and their second in penalty kill at 87.1. Conversely, Ottawa has lost five straight and been outscored 17-5 in those games. They got beat last night handily in Vancouver 5-2. They were chasing from the get-go down 4-0 out of the uh, break. Last night, they had lo- this was in Vancouver and there's no guarantee it'll be the same lineup today. They had Logan Brown uh, with Brady Kachuk, the younger brother of Matthew Kachuk, son of uh, Walt himself, Keith Kachuk, and Anthony Duclair on the right side. Actually, uh, Brown is the son of Jeff Brown, the defenseman, and uh, Logan Brown and Brady Kachuk played together uh, growing up as kids uh, in St. Louis. Jean-Gabriel Pajot, he's got a career, he's having a tremendous year. He's, He's Career high is 19 goals. He currently leads the Senators with 15 this season. He's plus 19, 52% in the faceoff circle, right shot with Nick Paul and Connor Brown, who's a restricted free agent. Edmonton kicked tires on last year, a couple years ago, the Maple Leafs. 
Uh, Artem Anisimov last night was with Nemenstikov and White. That's Colin White. They signed him to a big uh, extension this past offseason. Chris Tierney with uh, Philip Schlappick and Tyler Ennis, the Edmonton area products, now played close to 600 games in the NHL. On defense, uh, rising star in the back end, uh, Thomas Shabbat signed an eight-year extension, $8 million per, that kicks in next year. He plays 25-19 per game. He's with 38-year-old Ron Hainsey. They have Mark Borowiecki at the age of 30 with Nikita Zaitsev. Uh, they call Borowiecki uh, Borrow Cop, and he took that literally and figuratively uh, to school in Vancouver, he thwarted a, I guess a, a breaking attempt on a vehicle. Somebody tried to steal a briefcase out of a car, and was subsequently able to uh, dissuade the thief uh, from getting away with. Uh, whatever documents were in this briefcase turned out to be a bunch of passports. He was concerned. He didn't want to get too physical with the uh, thief because he didn't want to get a assault charge against him. This story made big news in Vancouver. It's quite interesting. Eric Branson acquired in the Mark Stone trade uh, with Dylan DeMello, who came over with Chris Tierney in that trade for Carlson. And we're not sure in the goaltender. Craig Anderson is closing in on a potential return. He's missed a few games. He's 4-8 and eight this year, 2.96 goals against average, 9.04 save percentage. The Ottawa Senators, Pierre Dorian's their general manager. They've got $29 million out of the lineup right now, or dead cap space. Uh, Bobby Ryan is... In the NHL uh, PA assistance program dealing with the matter, he had a, a very challenging upbringing, as many of you know. Uh, Ryan Callahan is retired, and Ottawa has got his contract right now at $5.8 million. Uh, Gabrick is done at four point seven five for another year past this year. Uh, Anderson's not in the lineup. He may again play tonight, but right now he's on IR. $4.75 million. Clark MacArthur out of Lloyd Minster, $4.6 million. Uh, has had to retire due to concussion uh, symptoms. Bobby Ryan out because he's in uh, the NHL uh, PA assistance program. And Dion Phaneuf uh, with about $2 million in dead cap space the next two years as part of a deal that the Sens made. So um, this is a young team. We don't know the goaltender. They've got some excellent young prospects. They've got a couple interesting storylines. And, again, uh, we'll work on a guest situation uh, with some fluidity as the show goes on. Into our orders now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online uh, directworkwear.com. Here's Ken Holland's assessment through 30 games for the Oilers. Well, I th- you know, obviously, uh, you know, first off, you look at the standings, we're, we're – You'd have to be very happy to be, uh, you know, competing with the best teams in our division Um, in the standings. I think, you know, on the team, I think they found good team chemistry. We've won some big games on the road. I think we're 10-6-1 on the road. Uh, You you like to be able to go on the road and win games, and we've we've won some big games on the road. and I think that uh, you know overall, it's been it's been a it's been a really good 30 games. Still 52 games to go. Long, long way to go. It's going to get harder. Going to get tougher. Um, but I think so far, uh, so far, so good. Uh... There was a question late asked by Jim Matheson about a potential uh, high-scoring winger that might be a UFA out there, obviously referring to Taylor Hall. Here's Ken Holland's thought process on mid-season acquisitions. I can't say to you yay or nay. I can't say to you yay or nay. I think, I think, I think whatever decisions we make leading up to the trade deadline, and I think that's what these questions are all about, are going to be based upon number one standings. 
you know, where are we, where are we going to be in the standings? Uh, we're, we're in a nice place today, but, but things change in two weeks. Um, and then who's available, what's available, what's, what's the cost, and you go through all that, and then you, and you wait, and you either, you, make, you either do or you Can don't. Can we push NHL today to the last half hour? Sorry, there we go. Sure, let's do it. Let's do that, okay. <laughs> uh, for our friends, you know what? We're going to give Drew Shamahorn an extra plug today at Elite Promotional Marketing. We're going to work that into the, the, the back half hour of the show here just because we had a lot of audio. Now, obviously, again, the, the story out of uh, it was on Spit and Chicklets, Chris Chelios, and he kind of combined two different um, uh, incidents, I guess, Uh in the 0607 season, uh, Marty McSorley went on the San Jose Sharks broadcast and said that the, co- the players did not like Mike Babcock. And uh, at that time, uh, Ken Holland spoke to the players and said, if you don't want to be here, we can trade you. And then years later, there was an incident with jo- Johan Franson after Nashville eliminated Detroit in the playoffs in 2012. Um, there, Holland, who has a tremendous reputation around the league, as people know, who's open. There are some other general managers out there that would not have addressed this at all. Uh, Holland says all relationships relationships in hockey should be about respect. I, I, you know, I don't th- think it really matters about your age. I think it matters about respect. I, I think, I think it's about. Um, you know, we, we can go all. I think it's about it's about respect, and I think it's about making sure that we respect one another. And certainly, you know, the manager-coach relationship, the manager-player relationship, the player-coach relationship, the player-player relationship, um, the player to training, training staff, medical people. I think uh, all these relate to, to media, to the fans. I think ultimately, um, for me personally, I think back to what Ryan. But it's about respect, making sure that. Um, that there's res- that, that we respect one another. All right, Dave Tippett, follow that up. Uh, actually, to a full disclosure, uh, Dave Tippett's availability came first. Uh, Ken Holland then went later on. We're going to run some more Ken Holland a little bit later on in the final half hour of the show. Dave Tippett says, uh, you know what, he's adapted to his coaching style to the modern player. I think as I get older, you know, players get younger, and as I get older, I but. Fortunately, I've had a couple daughters that go through that whole millennium stage, so <laughs> so it uh, it's the same. I, I I don't know. You talk to people with respect. You you're still teaching. You're still you know every day. You're I like to have relationships with my players where you you know they feel like that uh, it's it's like a partnership. It's not not a dictatorship at all. It's a partnership. We're all in this together. I look at it as one team. You know, just because there's players, there's coaches, there's trainers, everybody's on the same team. So that's the way I look at it. So I've looked at it that way since I was a player in the game and still look at it today as a coach. That's the the code of the year for me because I think that I cannot – with this team right now, uh, the team is exceeding the sum of the parts, in my opinion. I mean that in all sincerity. I mean, the Oilers have a a challenged lineup in certain spots – they're, you know what they've got a they've got a plethora of young defensemen coming, but they do have two veteran goaltenders uh, because Mikko Koskinen is a veteran. He's a, not most experienced NHL goalie, but he's so they're they're better in goal. Ethan Bear has been a wonderful story on defense. They're transitioning some D in the mix here. That'll continue in the future. They're a little light at forward, but the team's sitting there with the record of 17, uh, nine and three, and that's because the coach is getting the most out of the team. And I think it's because the coaches made everybody feel a part of things. 
I cannot reiterate that more. That's my own personal perception. And the whole mood around the club and the organization has changed since the tandem of Ken Holland and Dave Tippett have come in. Speaking of coaching, Darnell Nurse added some additional comments on saying coaching is building belief in the group. We're starting to to build that trust uh, within the uh, the coaching staff that they they can trust us to go out there and get the job done uh, no matter the situation. Um, That that continues to grow over the course of the year, but uh, just the way that our our coaches have been able to draw draw the game plan, um, put the things that we need to execute uh, into easy ways to kind of come across the players and uh, they're great great communicators and I think that's what's made it uh, made the the jump and transition from from coaching staff so easy this year and uh, like I said we got to continue to to play and there's a lot of hockey to be played but it's uh, it's been a good start. All right there you go it is 12:21 in Edmonton Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott when we come back Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports this is Oilers Now. Hi this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chad. Thanks Mike we have five minutes now with Reed Wilkins it's a game day Edmonton and the Ottawa Senators there's still a few tickets available for tonight's game. Uh, visit EdmontonOilers.com for more information. All right, Reed, uh, we got a game tonight. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, both Ken Holland and Dave Tippett sort of uh, addressing the topic du jour for the last three or four weeks. Um, your thoughts on uh, Mike Babcock or uh, on, on Ken Holland's availability, primarily dealing with uh, allegations directed against Mike Babcock? Yeah, well... You know, Ken Ken said it that certainly he was aware that that some players didn't like Babcock, didn't like his coaching style, didn't like how he maybe divvied up ice time or, or the roles he put them in. I think with what Franzen has said and with what uh, Chelios has said as well, it's you know obviously that's how Franzen felt and that and that's how he felt in in the moment. Um, you know, Holland didn't seem to be aware at least fully aware of that specific situation um so i think you know he responded to it the the best he could given what he what he knew uh i I mean there's obviously a difference if if, if babcock crossed a line then he was in the wrong if he crossed a line in franzen's head then i I hope that would have been dealt with at the time or or at the end of the season um, you know, generally... Well, it was the end of the season. Or it was the end of the yes. season, yeah. So you, you hope it would have been dealt with in some way professionally at, at the time. Uh, I mean, there's good, there's a lot of stuff coming out. I mean, clearly, I, I think that a lot of players who, who didn't like Mike Babcock, you know, are, are taking an opportunity to express it, and, 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 that's, and that's fine. I think what this means for the hockey world in general, Bob, I think 20, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, we want to have young boys and girls who are starting hockey at the age of five or six right now saying in their 20s, a coach never f- was physically aggressive with me and a coach never crossed a line with me verbally. That doesn't mean that players can't be yelled at, can't be challenged, can't be called lazy, can't be benched. All that stuff c- can still happen. You don't have to hit a player to motivate well, him or her. That's a given. And Well, apparently it hasn't been a given, yeah. though, right? Apparently it hasn't been a given. So we need to get to a place that's a given. And you, you, don't, you don't critique a player on his or her I, skin been, color or I've been or talking who they about pray this to. stuff, as you know, for 15 years, and I used to get criticized by it from people in the hockey world, 12 to 15. Yeah, that stuff doesn't work in pro hockey. You know, Claire Drake, you, man. Right? I'm like, you know what? You just don't get it, and that's why... 
players aren't better than like the the whole key to coaching is getting the most out of the player. Like that's what that's what good people do in every situation. Sure. We got we got thousands of people driving around Edmonton right now that own small businesses or maybe you know are are a CEO of a company uh, or working their way up and are a shift leader or something like that. How do you get the most out of people? And today it's clear. And you know what? It really should have always been like this, that you get the most out of people by treating them with dignity and respect and engendering uh, passion because you're supportive and care about them. And, uh, you know, I've had this con- Jack Michaels. They don't care what you know. They want to know what you care. And I, I think that's 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 a, that's a very fair perspective. It's a different uh, – kids are better educated than ever before. I mean, I, I'm still in shock that Babcock did that to Mitch Marner. Uh, the Detroit situation, Charlie Olsen's got to get his stories right. You can't go six years in separation of the story and make it into one story. Because if he's a friend of Ken Holland, he just made Ken Holland have to do a press uh, press today, availability today, because of uh, an appearance on Spit and Chicklets in which he was factually inaccurate. And that's, that. That's no, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean something it didn't happen didn't happen and it doesn't mean can uh, you know mike babcock was a hard ass we know that yeah okay and the mike babcock i met at red deer college in lethbridge probably a lot different than the mike babcock as his career took off uh again there's no place for vulgar rude insensitive and, comments and that's All what I i'm gonna, saying i yeah. don't have a problem with the coach being a hard ass yeah just know that there's a line with with physical stuff and there are certain words you you don't use towards a player. And to me, it's pretty simple. I think sometimes we overcomplicate it. Uh, another simple one for you. Simple, yes. Simple message tonight. We've got a game here at Rogers Place. What's the message for the Oilers? Details. Don't don't look past your opponent. Don't look past your opponent. Pay attention to details. And, and Tip said it as well. Five up, five back. Work together. 1230 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.